0: Welcome to the Podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Claire Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the final episode of season eight, and it's just going to be us three today talking through a variety of topics. We just had a, a good pre, pre-podcast pre hmm. chat, which uh, we always kick ourselves that we don't record, uh, but we'll try and remember some of the juicier points that we were um, talking about. But uh, Andy, you're still still in the UK. I know you're about to... Uh, Cut calories a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, in the UK. Um, in the UK for a little bit foreseeable because, you know, some work stuff, but definitely going to be reducing calories. Um, just to, I, I don't think I'm going to compete. I may do, if I look good, I may do. Mm. Um, it's all down to legs because they've been bad. Although, the last couple of weeks, much worse. May have been okay. Mm. Uh we're hurting a bit today. because the satirical weathers changed a little bit. but they say. But yeah, I'm just gonna cut calories. See where I'm at. Um, uh, then use a rebound if need be. But I might, you know, get to it and do a small show. Early 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just means probably cut calories up to say, what's, what's it now, Yeah, towards towards December, not cut over Christmas, mm-hmm. but just see where I am at the end of say November and go, look alright, what I'll do is I'll go into a period of maintenance through December mm-hmm. and then have a, like a month cutting mm-hmm. in January to maybe do a show.
0: That could be interesting, like, coming from it without that sort of stress and pressure, how that will
2: affect your physique. Mm, yeah. Different mindset. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, I'm going to start doing some cardio, start a little bit. I'm going to start doing it a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Regimented. Um, but
2: yeah, and then go from it. Mm. Yeah, it's a different mindset from like, oh crap, it's 16 weeks out or 20. It's just, it well, that's the thing. And I listened to yeah. Jake
1: Holminket talk about
2: this. Yeah, yeah.
1: He was saying about, you know, get get ready and see what shows are around at time. Mm. Rather than choosing a show and,
2: stressing and rushing. Stressing
1: about it. Yeah, having, having a time pressure. Mm. It's, yeah, it's more enjoyable to just sort of manage it. Yeah, and as I said, I can then just go to a maintenance period over but If I'm lean enough, probably don't. Count calories over Christmas and stuff because yeah. you know, we just put it back up. I might, you know, best way to clean the week before Christmas yeah. and yeah, then you really? just, use a the glycogen of Christmas to <laughs> so refill the books. Nice. Stacked the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking how to spudge it because I'm trying. What I want to do, now, whilst I'm going to be new UK for is a Sunday dinner, kind of, like I used to have as a kid. Yeah. you fish rugby train, get home. Yeah. You know, um, and then have Sunday dinner, and so and we all were usual. Yeah. I think it's great because you, as long as it's tracked, it's, it's meat, vegetables, yeah, carbs potatoes. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't have to have the dessert, or whatever, or you can, yeah. but you just work the rest of the week out. Cause so say, it's total calories across the week. It's total protein across the week. It's total fat. And if you can manage that, your total energy expenditure across the week, you can, and I do this a lot with my clients, have two higher refeed days a week, lower days the other days. Yeah. So we're in a net deficit, but their body's thanking for the extra carbs. Yeah. <laughs> the other days.
0: I think it's such a great way to do it cause then, and then, you know, for just bringing down that cortisol, supporting your thyroid a bit more, and it combines with the weekend where you generally want a bit more flexibility. It's a, I think it's a, a winner.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about your
0: training, Mardia?
2: Uh, how was I was Um, I don't know, I think I was supposed to be on a break, rest usually, because I do five weeks, one off, five weeks, one off, cause I I think because I, Push hard during training, I found D loads and the volumes just, just don't work for me. Like they they do the opposite. If I even deload or you know, reduce the volume, I still need a rest week. So instead of I, I do five to six weeks, then rest. But since That's like I'll
1: you, be, Leon, yeah. I usually I'll let you back. Yeah. and I know it's probably my own fault, with I'm Yeah. I'm sure I do too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sure... So I prefer just to have a break for myself. Yeah, same. And I say this say, to clients. It's up to you if you need to, for your mental health, get in the gym to do something. Go do something. But do it light. Just keep taking reps on a light weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I find that boring when I'm doing it myself. Same, so, same. I was saying to a client yesterday who's in competition for which I had d this week, I said... Train only because we want to keep you um, full, as in we want to keep a pump in. But just in what we're going to do is combine two sessions on one day, but like really small volume. Yeah. So she has more rest across the week because mm-hmm. each session will probably only take 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, she's good. together about 140 minute session twice in the week. Yeah,
2: it's crazy because. I've, I've done both where I deloaded and I just don't enjoy it, it's, uh, it's after you've been pushing for weeks and then it's lighter weight and it's you trying to hold back, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: yeah then there's uh, D volume where it's like, okay, top sets only, but you're still pushing hard, so where yes the volume is lower but intensity is still... But yeah, yeah still taking
1: it, <laughs> the problem is I was deload from domestic. But then I seem to forget when I'm doing a rep and end up doing like 15 reps (laughs) of what I told myself to do, eight. Just because it's like, oh
2: yeah. Yeah, and then same, I also found deload is when I start thinking, oh, maybe. Maybe I can add push-ups and supersetting this. Then it's like okay, you it's not really a deal you're supersetting like now. you. <laughs> yeah, so I I prefer the rest. But like now since we are traveling, I'm doing. We'll be traveling in a few weeks. I've I've cut down the frequency. I'm just doing. I'm going to try because last week I did pull push leg, been feeling finished. So I'm just going to stick to three days a week. Try. Pull rest, push rest, legs rest, then I'll pick it up after I'll take the travel days off to see family like you know off days and then come back and see how I feel and then push push again de- de- just depending on how I feel after the travel if I feel recovered, but yeah, for now it's it's just lower frequency I mean, yeah you get
1: the opportunity you traveling yeah Not the, out of every days but to find some gyms and have a bit of fun. So you're better off, I would say you're better off like making sure, it is almost like a rest week. Yep. Yeah. So you're only training for a bit of fun with gyms. If you go to a nice gym, it's just out of play on some... Yeah, yeah. yeah if we
2: do that, it's... Because we travel to, you know, see gyms and maybe, and I guess enjoy food. As I guess, opposed to when you're younger and you're travelling to party and get smashed so yeah, yeah if, if we go to the gym it's it's exactly that just just experience a different gym in a different place and yeah, play, play around new toys enjoy it, well,
1: not, get to. yeah, yeah not really
2: with a program it's like you know enter and be like oh maybe i'll do some and um, yeah and, can and kings, <laughs> sorry or you can go to
1: kings or yeah
2: some something not, like an experience like that yeah
0: yeah, if we have uh, time. Um, but I will be doing lots of hiking, so it'll be.
1: Yeah, so it, it'll. It's... Well, yeah, like when you're up in, especially when you're up in Scotland. Yeah. you know, your the energy Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. so it's going to be so get a, get like a raincoat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we've we've. How ever these rains, Leon, to be sled. I'm, I'm fine. Can, can <laughs> you get getting used to it?
0: To be It has. No, it's prepared I'm, us. We've got our I'm, thermals, I'm, our base I'm layers, raincoats, socks, yeah. like thick. Anyway, we, we, we're all set. So uh, I think it'll be good to take... Yeah, well, gym. I'm not even going to look for gyms. I think I, I just need a complete break from yeah. uh, training. And yeah, kind of like you guys. I like rest weeks. And sometimes not even a week. Sometimes, yeah, you know, even if it's like four or five days yeah, exactly. of like pure rest, I sometimes find taking the whole week off can... Mm. More mentally, that's hard because I do love, you know, being in the, in the gym. And... I mean, ideally, I'd like to do mobility, but I don't always do that. Um, <laughs> on on the, <laughs> with the best intentions. And then yeah, you no. Sometimes, and I say this to people,
1: I've said this to people. On your take a week off your gym, but maybe do a couple of like yoga, stretching type classes at the gym. Like if you're at a gym, it does that. Do those for the week because then it's keeping you. It's filling that slot. Yeah. So if you're Yeah. Exactly. Your routine. Yeah. You are. In the gym, you feel like you're doing something, but actually, as long as it's not too strenuous, you know, you'll, you'll find it, good. yeah, your muscles appreciate it, you know, some extra sort of stretching, yeah. mobility, or yoga, or whatever it may be, just some that's it's a bit of a break from actually pushing yourself with the weight. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just something
0: different. And it's, I think, you hit the nail on the head there, it's like, fill that time slot that, you know, you've dedicated to yourself. That's what I miss although sometimes like when you don't train you're like wow I have so much time in the day
1: yeah <laughs> well honestly, I find sometimes I've had yeah you know, I know people have done this they've taken that break because they fall out of a habit mm. the following week after can feel a little bit trickier from it's hard mm. for them to get back into you know so, a nice yeah. nice routine because they feel like oh I'm giving up you know all this time that I was doing other stuff yeah. and, you know you've got a so yeah, as I say, it's always good to replace it almost like with like. Or oh, go, you know, use that time to just do of saunas and steam rooms or something, yeah. do stretching. The sauna,
0: yeah, or do a longer walk. You know, it's, it's it's kind of like diet breaks as well, isn't it? For some people, they work so well, but for others, yes. you know, that week off, it can be so hard to get back into it. So again, like for some clients, I'm like, you don't need to take the whole week. I mean, yeah. we can, you know, based on your, your biofeedback as well, you know, you can just do, um, you know, either some refeed days back to back or do sort of five days um, and, and see. And that's the thing,
1: I had a, I've got a client, he went on holiday, and I didn't hear from him for two weeks until this week. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like three weeks. Like, holiday, we, my last words were, like, enjoy your holiday, don't do anything, just don't do anything crazy, enjoy yourself, enjoy your food, but be mindful and keep active. Yeah. Yeah. The usual advice I give. And then he's like, you know, he rested me and said, yeah, I've not been doing it.' (laughs) I've just been eating and stuff. I said, that's fine, we'll just get you back on the horse. But you're right, because for some people, as soon as you fall out of that pattern, it's like, and this is maybe one of the things I do, like when I'm on holiday, I still go to a gym. And it's not because I, I, you know, so I want to get you know, shredded It's just to keep that habit yeah. I, I, I'll do random things in that gym like you know I won't do the program to for, for say but I'll just have you know do some exercises that maybe I haven't done for a while but just to keep me in that habit of you know knowing that actually training and not just going to go
0: completely and I think it's so nice as well to yeah take that pressure off yourself sometimes in the gym to always have a program you know, always be applying progressive overload or, you know, am I training at intensity? And just, yeah, just have fun with it. Um, and that's, I think that's important because that does bring, you know, the joy to your training. Um, and some, sometimes, you know, you, you yeah, you've, you might do some exercises you haven't done and be like, actually, ooh, this actually works for me or, you know, something like that. Um, I mean, I found with my training recently, like, I've never really felt deadlifts in my glutes um so I was like okay I really need to just take a step back and focus on my techniques and I've always done RDLs just because you know everyone's like oh those are the great for your glutes um so I moved back to doing conventional deadlifts and just really focusing on form and just for me they've worked so well so you know I always think for people who think they're experienced uh this was like Leon's post yesterday you know you can always learn something new. I mean, I'm not, I haven't trained for that long. I've only trained for about, uh, you know, five years. And, you know, I think it's, it's never too late to just, you know, take the weight down, go back go back to the beginning with your, your, your exercise. And honestly, like, I mean, I hurt myself deadlifting. I'd always feel it in my lower back. But, but now I don't and I feel it in my glutes and it's just, it's great. I really look forward to doing it because I'm like, I
1: right. And that's it, exactly. Um, you're, you're right. You know, sometimes you just got to check your ego going back yeah. to mm-hmm. space. But oh. also, sometimes, even if you convince yourself that exercise is no good for you, <laughs> give it another go but make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, half the time, you know, there's different ways to deadlift, and it all work. it works. It's about finding what works for your body dynamics in the way your body's. I'm not, I, I love RDLs, I always feel the glutes, so I don't need to do conventional deadlifts. You know, if I want to do some back, I'll do bent over rows, and mm. RDLs, glutes. But a, a deadlift is a very good exercise for hitting pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there I mean, are deadlifters who are leg dominant, the deadlifters mm-hmm. that are based on back dominance and just almost it off the floor using just back and that's fine you know whatever works then you know it's just knowing if you're using it to build muscle what you're hitting and understanding the adjustments you need to make to do that
0: in a safe manner yeah yeah just i don't
2: know yeah because i i think too many people never like not look back but never take a break and be like okay why why isn't this one working for me, I enjoy it, I like it, but what can I change, people just, I think a lot of people go in the gym and it's like, oh, it's a bench press, I'm just going to press, it's chest day, you know, press, 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 or like no one takes time to think, okay, maybe I can try something different, see how this works for me, so, I think that's something a lot of people can work on, just, just, think. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying different angles, different, and be like, okay, I felt, I felt this one more than this one. And if you have a coach, you know, the feedback is key. And if you have a good coach, they will be able to program that in and then you can progress from there. And I think it's like you say, not many people can check their ego. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's uh, hard
1: because people like to be seeing progress. Mm Mm-hmm. So they always want to be going up. Let me talk about progressive. Especially
2: in weight. weight.
1: <laughs> saying, you know, weight yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, people convince themselves progressive weight is only weight. It's not. But saying that, you know, that is a big driver of growth. But if you're doing something wrong, or it's not the right technique, or you know, whatever, you do have to go back to basics. Mm-hmm. And it all you may have picked up an injury over. Mm-hmm. And it's changed the way you have to perform an exercise, so therefore you have to start again. It's a bit like when you're going back from an injury; you build up really slowly, yeah. and you know you might have to relearn the pattern of movement yeah. to be a bit safer. Yeah, you know, I'm forever squatting without weight at the moment, just making sure like my knee tracking, mm-hmm. is good my ankle mobility. I'm I really trying to work on that. because Actually, I do think that's half my issue. When my knee was when I was in my late teens I tore the ligaments in my ankle yeah. Yeah. And rugby and I think the knock on effect then yeah. a few years later was my knee yeah. and then you know that has an effect elsewhere but so like ankle mobility I'm trying to increase because I don't have so much knee
2: mm-hmm.
1: flexion if yeah. I can increase my ang- ankle mobility well, the fact that my knees slightly less
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It, uh, mobile means I can actually still get some like,
2: yeah, it's it's um, it's a bit sad, but it, it's funny how injuries and impingements seem to teach people more than their their mentors or coaches ever will. It's like like what you say, like a twinge or something happens, and immediately you scale back and you start thinking, okay, what? That's where I feel it. Like things change, but if your coach was to sort of tell you reduce the weight. Try this, this. It's a bit like, okay, well, I will, but you might...
1: You know we're saying, experience is the biggest teacher. Yes. It is for most humans. It's like, they need to see something mm-hmm. to, to fully understand what their coach is trying Try to do. You know, yeah. it's it's trial and error, you know, great I mean, lessons are the ones to knock us down. You know, but, you know, it's not not always like ideal. Yeah, you know, injuries are never ideal, so nope. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you do, you just have to Yeah, you know, also yeah, you know, all exercises sometimes it's like, say for a lap pull down. Most people do a lap pull down are just rolling the upper back. hmm You know, it's all about finding the angle and it's getting clients to understand it's about feeling the muscle. <laughs> Not just doing the movement. Yeah. So like when you're doing a, you know, if you're trying to target your lats with, say, lat you know, pull-down, if you can't feel it in your lat or you can't squeeze your lat at the bottom of the movement, you're probably not hitting it. So if you change the angle, you're, you're doing the movement pattern or go unilateral so you can put one hand on your lat as you're doing it, make sure it's engaging. You know? um, There's a lot of things like that you know, which come with experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about not just experience a change but experience of your
0: your body as well. Yeah. yeah, and it takes time. And I mean, it for me, does. one thing that, again, I find that I've been guilty of is always trying to apply progressive overload in terms of weights and reps. So like now with my deadlifts, I know I can go up to 100 quite easily, but I'm like, no, I'm going to stay at the same weight and the same reps as I did the previous week and make sure every single rep is perfect. Because I find like, Often, when I go up in weight, often the last few reps are a little bit dodgy. And like normally, I'd be like, Yeah, but they're so good. Next week, I can add more yeah, or add some weight. But yeah. now I'm like, Let me spend at least, you know, two or even three sessions with that same weight, but really perfecting the form. And I just, for me, mentally, I've enjoyed doing that because it can be really tiring sometimes, always thinking you have to add a weight, you have to add a rep. And I think you can sacrifice, you know, your form so much. In, in that process. I mean, progressive ro- overload is essential. But I think, you know, if, again, if you're taking your long-term thinking to your program, you're being like, there's time. You don't have to go up, like, yeah, all I the do. time. There's time <laughs> to master that weight. Well, look, the whole
1: point of progressive overload is you will reach plateaus and ceilings.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you've
1: standardised your form the whole time, there will be times when you can't move away. And then you'll, you'll change up the exercise to work on something and go back to it and see if you can progress it by getting stronger and other supporting exercises. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, it's like you expect it to reach plateaus and progress over right You know, it's not only in the early days is it completely linear, yeah. it's only like a staircase. Yeah, you know, it's going to be times when it levels out. It's time, you know, that's if your form's perfect. Day one of every single rep. You know, failure isn't not being able to necessarily move away. Uh, it's as soon as your form also
0: is affected.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah. it's. I just think, yeah. I mean, always these things come with your experience and your training. And yeah, like you say, sort of under underestimated and very powerful things are feeling the muscle. You know, and really focusing on that form because you know, if you're just slinging weights around, and even if you're adding, you know, some people will grow, others won't. So it just depends, you know. So you, you know, you might as well, I think, just take your time. Yeah, keep that ego in check. You know, even for me, I'm always like, oh, I want, I want to get back to the hundreds, but it's like,
1: there's time. There's so much time. And that's also, yeah, you know, you said touch something else. It's like, it's getting to know your body. Getting out of this habit of looking at other people online and saying, "Well, this is what they're doing; it must yeah. work." You know? <laughs> I always laugh about like, like the magazines and stuff, just following the training. We've talked about this on there, yeah. Because it won't necessarily work, you know. Everyone's got different genetics, you know. Unless you're a twin, you and your twin, maybe you get the same outcome. Outside of that, you're very much, you know, everyone's different. So. Just because you've got a training partner who's making great progress with a certain exercise, progressive overload, it may not work for you. You may have to take a step back and say, actually, I'm going to do one less set than you because, in fact, my CNS is fried <laughs> doing that. Or I'm actually not going to keep up with the plates of you. I'm going to actually use less weight, you know, and don't feel bad about that because... The ideal world is we would progress the least amount our weight possible. Yeah. I don't say this to people: it's not like if you're a competition. If you're trying to work on your physique, competition is not to be as strong as you can. Yeah. you're not a strong. You know, you're not a power lift or strong strongman competitor. Yes. there is no extra points from putting every single play on a leg press. There's no yeah. You know, the, the the points come from having the best range of motion, best form. But the actual win is every harder pound of muscle you add or every gram of muscle you add because that's the reality For a lot of people it's you know, small, small amounts and so if you have to use a little bit less weight to achieve that, great you're less likely to injure yourself as soon as those weights start going up the wrist starts going up as well yeah, no, exactly one yeah. yeah. slight move, wrong move on a 200kg you know, squat you're going to know about it yeah. you know but if you do it in a 50 kg squat or 30 kg squat and you're still progressing with that even better because you know if you actually drop the bar there you're not gonna kill yourself <laughs> yeah
0: true <laughs> yeah it's, it's really like you say just again like on social media like just because so and so is saying do it this way you know i think always take that into account but then find what works you know what works for you um so I,
1: I, I find this is why women start making some great progress and stuff because they don't really that aren't nothing confined to like guys yeah you know, classic it's like okay what a big lift so like <laughs> bench press so i've got to do two places side bench press i've got to so we'll do four places side squat Yeah, we'll, yeah. You know, you know, four-place side deadlift, or whatever it may be, you know, there's these targets in your head that you, yeah. you see people doing, that's where you're going to get to. But women, you know, it's because, you know, even the women online, you know, we pretend they're doing banded exercises or whatever, but outside of that, you know, there isn't that, well, those big goals of, yeah. yes, it's good to be strong as a woman, but it's, that's not the primary focus. Yeah. For some reason, in men's culture, like, I oh, it must be the strongest. as well it's the most picked. I that must, must
0: be bent in four places. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't see women trying to outlift each other on that. Yeah, legit. If the you see cast. a woman,
1: you know, make the best gains, like progress, if you watch a newbie Woman training, she's got the right advice. She's doing the right stuff. She'll progress quicker than most men because most men get caught up with the ego.
2: Yeah, with the increasing weight,
1: <laughs> increasing everything. <laughs> yeah, no rest days, ten days off. You know, I'm always yeah. You, know, you, you you'll see women are much more. I always think women are way more tuned their bodies as well. See, yeah. it'd so be they're no tired. You Yeah, know, men. You know, it's again it comes down to pure ego. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm not just, I'm tired. So I'm just gonna get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, back. Oh, and back. Also,
2: ho- hormonally, somehow women recover better and we're just digging our graves. Yeah, I
1: think, isn't yeah. it me becoming better or isn't it being more it take a break earlier? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if you listen to himself, go, you know, tell you what, I'm actually going to R- rest, yeah. juice it, I'll
2: rest. Oh, yeah. Not
1: keep going until I like, hit brick wall yeah. and then we can't recover.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. <laughs> no, it's true. I remember. I I used to chase numbers. Yes, it's newbie gains. You're growing. So you're like, you know what? It's working. So who gives? You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to lift this 200 kilo squat. And the whole muscle building, sort of what you're working towards, just, you know, it, it disappears. Your Your program starts to be all over the place and i used to try and convince myself that um you all this weird names you see on the internet is like power building and strength muscle. i'm like later on is when i'm like i was just confused and i was looking for an identity to sh- to mm-hmm. to give me the how do i say, like to to make what i'm doing seem okay
1: yeah you <laughs> so, then give it a label so if you feel good about what you're yeah
2: because i'll see a bodybuilder say yeah i train you know i remember michael her power bodybuilding i'm like yep that, that's what i do <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm like later on is when i'm like nah i was just confused and i didn't want to take the weight down i wanted to grow muscle i wanted so it's just it was one of those i i accept i was very confused but being younger and
1: yeah that's the thing though like it's like more young guys it's like testosterone driven competitiveness in the gym. You know, I remember squatting three reps at two hundred and fifty kgs. And you're like, but why? Well, <laughs> probably not doing a great deal to my legs. Yeah. But yeah, you know, my glutes. So suppose I got some bigger So I'm not a great squatter as in I'm a great squat for weight. I can squat heavy because I, I fold up like a deck chair, like my back goes forward, oh, yeah. so I take most of the weight on the on the back, back Yeah. My abstract, but not a lot in my quads unless I heel elevates. So I can move a lot of weight and I'm not massively tall. You know, you know, I'm going to claim 5'10 because that's pretty much when I was weighted the last one's was just under 5'10. So. You'd yeah.
2: yeah. be a great power lifter.
1: Um, <laughs> so it's not a long way to move weight unlike a tall guy. Yeah. I'm made for squatting heavy, but for a muscle building purpose yeah. that probably wasn't I'm doing what well, a powerlifter does, maybe 0.8%. Yeah, eight. you are
2: doing good powerlifting. I exactly,
1: mean, just wasting my time, in the gym, yeah. essentially, because I'm not a powerlifter, I'm not trying to be a, a powerlifter. But, like I am, i getting really good at really these squats, my legs are definitely good work. Yeah. No, not really. You know, my le- you know, I had better legs than rugby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So, that's the thing, it's like, you know, finding what actually. Like, my favourite thing now is just walking lunges, which mm. I feel. Like mm. walking lunges, I knew those kill me, I hit them. but I feel every single step in the actual muscles, not in my back. I don't even necessarily have to do it with weight, I mm. can slide that without weight, or use like a Bulgarian bag over my back, mm-hmm. or at the moment I'm just using 20kgs, walking lunges. You know, this gym's got a long green track paper pushing the sled on, so I walk up there and uh, squat, uh, uh, lunge up it, turn around, walk back, have a rest, do it again, do it four times, and I feel every single yeah. bit of that. Walking in, lunges. Every track. bit of my leg. I
0: remember you doing walking lunges, Andy, at FitRev. You no. go outside <laughs> into the car park with your, your so uh, finger shoes.
2: It's just a long, long drive, you just keep going.
0: But it's always <laughs> uneven, like even here in our yeah, we do that. that's it's a like, nightmare, but you just
1: need that, you need that, that distance. Yeah. All, <laughs> yeah. You can feel feeling. But in fact, it good, it was relatively heavy, but I now do it lighter, but with a
2: pause at the bottom. Mm, nice, yeah. yeah. We use a, that, that a least, weighted jacket.
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's oh, good. That's good. Just so you... You a small chopper on your back. That also works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, Kaya hurt her, when Kaya hurt her knee, uh, knee ankle, yeah. she was on crutches, I had to, um, I took it to Birmingham to see her mum. Mm. And was, she was so slow on crutches, she was first using <laughs> it. I ended up giving her piggyback, like, for a couple of miles, including going downstairs, yeah. That, I felt bad. I tell you,
2: uh, functional <laughs> functional training. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. felt um. <laughs> bad. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it's just finding what works best. Like as I say, has been great with glutes and upper hamstrings especially. Um. I don't tend to squat so much now. Mm. If I do, it will be heel elevated. Actually, I do love a heel elevated goblet squat, landmine squat.
0: Oh yeah.
1: You yeah. know. Um. Yeah, you know, it is, because I'm not trying to chase numbers on a, a squat bar. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to show everyone in the gym how strong am I am by getting under the squat bar and squatting. Like, yeah. There's no benefit to what I'm aiming to do if I don't do it, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just as simple as that. It's like certain exercises, you know, I, you know, I don't do so much of now I used to. Like, I don't do a lot of dumbbell. Um lateral raises, only because I find my body moves too much, I'd rather, and I lose tension, I'd rather use either, you know, a cave generally, for mm-hmm. that. Um, and when I hold myself tight and, and pull out and make sure my traps aren't good. There's loads of exercises I used to do that I just don't do now because, you know, I don't do standing face pulls. I always lay on the floor for my baseballs now mm-hmm. to stop my body from moving. And I can also get up, you know, uh, uh, rotate cuff rotations at the end of that, and pull, and pull my arms down to the ground. So, you know, certain sort of things like that I've adjusted because actually, you know, it's easier working on a thing where you take out the body momentum. So yeah. I don't do, don't tend to do much deadlifting or squatting anymore. Never do flat bench. Never I might do a dumbbell, dumbbell press. You know? Yeah. Because I don't, nice. I don't have the leverage for being cause it, a, a barbell yeah. press. A barbell chest press. When it gets to a certain point, I just have the shoulder, the shoulder's Yeah. Part, <laughs> like, it's literally, you know, I can't get you know, if I'm if I'm too close, I feel it just in my triceps. Yeah. Too wide, it's feeling it sure. my shoulders. try to find the hand position for me to do a chest press. Just cause, you know, I never
2: find that position. Dumbbells and cables no, dumbbells.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would agree with that. I think, and you know, yeah. I guess everyone's got to go through their journey and find yeah what equipment's available to you. You know what what works yeah. for you and you know if you've got a coach you know telling them as well you know I mean we can see it from videos and stuff but you know sometimes you know I've got clients saying you know like I don't know where I'm feeling that and I mean you can't always go by sensation but you know generally you do want to feel what you're working
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I tell you you know the thing is with DOMs we're not chasing Doms, but if you feel Doms in certain muscles, at least you know at some point that was (laughs)
0: activated. Yeah. 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 I always say like, you don't need to feel like the Doms, but you know, that slight fatigue, you know, when you stretch the next day, you're like, okay, things have been, right. that's nice. That's nice. (laughs) Well, I would say, you know, whereas women may be good, you know, in the gym with their training and all of that, I'd say where they're bad is with the nutrition. So we're Mm. seeking into metabolism here. I say men are Better in that they're not chronic dieters. Most of I mean, I'm yeah. painting a broad picture here.
1: Yeah, we are to a little bit about that.
0: Um, But I would say it's very, very rare to find a woman who has not been doing some random diet, you know, in her life. Uh, very rare. I could count, I think, on one hand, like amongst you know friends and people I know who who have not been, you know. Maybe yeah. not chronic dieters, but you know, definitely have felt the pressure, you know, if it's for a yeah, wedding or... You know, I don't know a woman over,
1: definitely over 25 who hasn't
0: died at some point. It's quite sad when you think of that, isn't it? Yeah, Whereas like, exactly. I don't think, I mean, obviously like, okay, you guys diet because of shows and things, mm-hmm. but you're not doing it, you know, the, I would say for the reasons like women do. We're like competitive
1: dieters.
0: Yeah, you're competitive. <laughs> like, here's the
1: thing. You know, I talk about this a lot. It's like people want to <laughs> come and lose weight, but they've not been eating enough calories to start with. You know, they expect. You know, where do you go from it? As I try, it's, it's, same, it's like the same. It's the same as to female competitors as male competitors. If you don't have your product off season, when you next come to diet, it becomes harder and harder because. Yeah, you know, your body gets used to holding a certain weight. So, yeah, you know, if you can't get your calories up, you know, the higher you can get your calories up, the easier it's to diet with high calories. So when a woman, even like, a Gen Pop woman comes to you, and she's been eating dust for the last year, <laughs> dust and water. Yeah, you know, she's been having you know, probably at best a thousand calories. Yeah, you know, you've got to then try and explain to her why you're putting her calories up.
0: Mm hmm. You
1: know, and then that's what freaks some people out when they've been chronic dieters. You're like, well, has it worked? Do you, what, you know, do you feel great? You've got the body you always wanted? No. Well, what's that telling you? Dieting's not working. It's, you know, so does that. So, yeah. you know, yes, it may work short-term. And yes, you may see water weight shoot off you in the first four weeks and, you know, you know glycogen drop off. But then after that, well, when we're no longer losing weight, you know, simple as that, so, you know, it's just understanding that there's a finite, it's a finite journey, you hit a wall quite quickly. It's yeah. Metabolic adaptation happens. So should, the, especially
0: in women. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I mean, I've posted multiple times, like, you know, the fat loss checklist, like, make sure you're ready for your fat loss phase. Number one, that hormonally and metabolically and mentally. And then number two is have a plan for your diet. I think so many women and men who, who haven't perhaps done much research just think they'll cut calories and keep losing until they get to their goal weight. But it doesn't happen like that. You've often got to do your cycles of calorie deficit, reverse, maintain, and do that multiple times to get where you want to be. And within that, as we've talked about recently, you do refeeds and diet breaks and just using one of my clients for an example, because I think this is so powerful. Like, you know, being a chronic dieter, you know, started off fat loss phases, just like Andy was saying, seen progress and then boom, hit a wall. And then temptation for most women there is like, try harder, cut calories, increase cardio. And in fact, sometimes that's when you need to do the opposite and have a diet break or have some multiple refeed days. And so she did this. She's never done this before. And like her weight just dropped. And, you know, it's like one of those things we've been talking about throughout this episode. You have to experience that to believe it because yeah. it does happen. <laughs> and that's, that's a stress response because chronic, sorry, being in a calorie deficit will always be a stressor on your body. And, you know, it, it just hits that point where your cortisol is really high. You know other hormones may have been downregulated and you're holding a lot of water. It's not that you're putting on fat, it's just that you you're holding you're holding water. And so when you now give your body a break, you're feeding it, you know, it's quote unquote it feels safe and you know water retention comes down. So again it's just important to understand the basics you know of metabolism, how it works, being ready for your fat loss phase because otherwise you're just digging your own hormone and metabolic grave if you're just going to keep pushing yourself without understanding, you know, or having a plan of, of where you're going. True,
1: yeah. true, true, true. true. Really. That's the thing, and I suppose that is, it's, it's about having a plan, it's about planning, it's not about, you know, and I always say, like everything, it's like a staircase, you've got to have times with it going down, you've got to have times where it levels out, mm-hmm. you know, I always say to people, let's get you to you know in same on the way up, let's get you to a weight let's hold you and maintain before we go or push up again you know it's it's about you know set points, I mm-hmm. think yeah you know, when you're coming down, it's like okay, let's, let's sit here for a moment, let's go again, you know unless you've got a competition, you have literally time you got your the whole life yeah you know, it's, a journey it's not it's not about hey I've got a. have uh, got you know I've got to get to the beach for this day So, like, well you probably should start six months ago <laughs> and that's the reality it's like yeah you know, best day to start your fitness journey was yesterday the next best days today but you know the reality is the longer you give yourself the better your outcome will be yeah
0: yeah and then ensuring that your hormones are in a good place because it, it's, it's it's truly health like I think I said in the previous podcast, like I'd really like to go into a fat loss phase right now but it would be the worst thing for me to do and so you've just got to yeah think about your health and you know I, I like for some clients who've not done blood work I'm like but I've suspected something I'd be like, okay, we can try this fat loss phase, but if you're getting nowhere, there's no point in us just pushing, pushing, pushing. Let's stop. Get get you some tests and see what's going on because I think so many people can think there's something wrong with them, um, and it's just like, okay, well, maybe your thyroid is downregulated, or you've got some other kind of imbalance going on here where fat loss is not doing you any favors mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah, and those
1: things, like you know, everyone wants to rush into fat loss. But, you know, if you've been a chronic dieter, your metabolism's been crushed, you know, you've got to then prioritise getting your hormones checked, tick that off, and then it's easier to reduce polyfat, you know, and actually a lot of women, just by having their calories put to a true maintenance or a slight surplus, see themselves feeling a hundred percent better even in moods where they're less critical, you number know, where they're you yeah, know, because they're actually just feeling better, they're feeling you know more you know more energy. They're enjoying the gym, you know, they're actually enjoying the training. it's are actually more confident because it's yes, not because you know number of scale or how we look in the mirror, but actually because they I mean, just feel
2: better.
1: Yeah, I guess Yeah, better, healthier.
2: Yeah, I guess times it's about time things change because. Growing up, I remember all magazines. the headlines front cover was you know diet for women and abs for men always so it's it's, it's nice that this is changing and women are understanding maintenance and surplus and that there's not there's nothing wrong with the, you know doing maintenance and surpluses and taking diet breaks it, it actually helps because I think before it was sort of all women must be on some diet and doing crazy cardio of some kind, so.
0: Well, it's always, it was, I mean, all those diets are diets without plans, aren't they, that <laughs> women used to do. It was one fad oh, yeah. diet followed by another. And, I mean, that's, that's the whole nature.
1: You, you, you yeah, like
2: every phase it is a fad. It just keeps progressing into a yeah. new fad. <laughs> yeah, and
0: followed, followed by, like, finish that, so you've done, like, a crazy calorie deficit, binge. And it's just such a negative cycle, and it's. it's... That's the thing.
1: It's like it's about women also. It's about people realizing that when you increase your calories, you put on overnight. You put on one or two pounds. That's not body fat. I always explain to them about right. Let's talk about averages. It's about averaging three thousand calories extra on top of what you eat. You know your maintenance to be able to add a pound of actual body fat. Body fat, yeah. 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 Did you did you eat, like, you know, nearly 6,000 calories yesterday? Well, no. Not I mean, it's not going to be bad body fat. It's like, it's, you know, it's a bit of water and it's a bit of glycogen, which you? you need for the energy. And once people start getting that, you know, we find a lot more empowering knowing what weight goes up and down. It just goes up. And I explained to... Spent to one of my clients that, you know, she, after a year of coaching, she's going to try and do it herself. And she's nervous. I said, look, you have full control over what your body does and doesn't do. Purely by eating properly. Like, the main thing with her was always encouraging her to eat enough. She panicked because she can't wait, And it's always, again, it's, you know, it's only giving her a little bit of water. And, you know, you're quite capable of If you start feeling uncomfortable with the amount of weight you're putting on, let you try to gain muscle. Just bring it back down to maintenance, sit there for a short while, you know, or slight surface. Everyone is in control, you know, and I always try to say when something's like fat. No, you're not. Fat is energy storage, that's all it is. You're not fat, you are storing more energy when you're currently using. the thing about that is you can empty your storage, you know, as long as everything's in check, hormones and health, that emptying of, you know, storage is actually not too hot. Yeah, you know, as long as you don't try to rush it, 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 all up. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, that, that, that's so important, I think, that feeling of being in control. And I find, like, with many women as well, so we'll be at maintenance. And they're like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable or oh, I'm putting on weight. And like, oh, can we do some more cardio and cut some carbs? I'm like, hang on. Let's just make sure you're actually at maintenance. Because often when you're at maintenance, you start getting a bit like, oh, I'll just have a bit of peanut butter here. Or, you know, you no know, one client didn't do any steps during election week and was like, I've put on weight. I'm like, look, let's go back to what we'd set out. Are you checking off the boxes daily? So before you go crazy and start adding in 30 minutes of cardio... Are you doing your steps? Are okay. you actually hitting your your macros? And then you know your weight will come back down. And it's women are so drastic. They're like, oh, it's do? fad
1: diets. And there's a lot of people who do fad diets or fad diets, yoga diets. There is that lack of control. They think it's some sort of magic formula that someone's <laughs> come up with, and it works for a short time, and it fell. But they always blame themselves. But the reality is, you know, as soon as you realise you have control on what you're doing. But it doesn't really matter. Like, that's why, this is why, like, actually people who do build stuff are able to do and cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they're in a good mental health place to start, and I'm not sure about all the people. Yeah. Bed. You know, but if you're in a good place, because you know, oh yeah, I can put weight on, well, I'm just going to cut it off when I cut. It's not a big deal. And we put on some extra body fat so I bulk up. It doesn't look great. I don't feel most confident. but I know in a few weeks after. I'll just start reducing the ca- um, you know, sort of calories down reduce reducing carbs, maybe you know, take up the junk food. I'll be fine. And I think, you know, that is one of the positives that I've seen actually bodybuilding help people who've suffered from eating disorders mm. I've also seen it make it worse when mm. rush into it. But like, yeah, because once you realise you have pure control over what's on your body yeah. just by one, making sure you're healthy too, you know being consistent,
0: ticking your boxes. You can go either way. You can make your body do whatever it wants. Yeah, no, and that's so empowering. It's so empowering. So I, oh, we just finish off, So I, I had my uh, final appointment at the Functional Medicine Practitioner on Friday. So yes. I just thought for people who don't know what functional medicine is, I don't think we, did we talk about what it actually is? No. So it's, it's essentially trying to get to the underlying cause of whatever health issue you have looking at your body as a whole whereas like if you go to a doctor they'll look at the symptom and they'll treat that symptom which you know sometimes you need that you know with medication or surgery whereas functional medicine is coming from that holistic approach trying to a find the underlying cause and treat that through your lifestyle you know managing your sleep managing your stress your nutrition and supplementation, and then if needs be, you know, medication or surgery. So it's not against those things, but just trying to look at you, at you as an individual. And this is very much, I would say, all of our philosophy. Um, and so, anyway, I found a a, a clinic here, and I, I really I really like them. I think they were really good. So they they do a very thorough initial assessment. Um, I'd already done blood work, but they can organize the blood work for you. And um, so for me, like the root causes are probably, um, well, for me, gut is a big one, gut health. So focusing on that. And then also my adrenals were really struggling. So focusing on those two right now. Um, And it was interesting. The lady was saying that a lot of the COVID vaccinations had triggered... (laughs) Hashimoto's and other autoimmune conditions. Um,
1: yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. You think we put our body, man, body's response yeah. goes into overdrive, you know, T-hopper cells, go out there trying to kill off everything. They realise they're doing the wrong thing, but they caught in that loop.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, all, all you know, autoimmune conditions, you have a genetic predisposition, but there's, you know, an environmental trigger. So that can be a virus. It can be like a food issue, uh, like an allergy or an intolerance. It can be stress. And so it's like trying to find what it is for you, because I think like for thyroid, it's such a good example. You know, if you take thyroid medication, for some people, it doesn't help because you've not address the underlying cause so a lot of your thyroid conversions take place in your gut yeah. so if you're taking thyroid medication to increase your thyroid hormones but you can't convert that inactive t4 to t3 because you've got gut issues you know you're not helping anything there so right. i that's why i really like it and then what i want to do more research on is they've had a lot of success with something called ozone therapy i don't know if you've heard of it um she's i've heard
1: of it, but i just don't know what it is
0: so, yeah. so you can get it you get it an iv or you can get it rectally as well and it's just putting ozone into your blood well oxygen really oh um,
1: rectally please <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like we yeah, have those choices let me face yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, i'll go for the iv please But yeah, just right like right. <laughs> like for <laughs> for things like crohns rectally is they've, uh, yeah. they've had really good um results with it so yeah, maybe I'll try that later on in the year and report back. But if anyone is listening and they are interested in the functional medicine approach, you know, you can just contact uh, me, can give you those details. And I mean, I would say all of our coaching is is that approach anyway. And like, if you have a good coach, they are looking at every aspect of your life, you know, from your cycle to your sleep, to your stress, to your nutrition, you know. And, you know, m- like all of us can can read basic blood, but blah, Basic blood work as well, and you know, really, you know, help you live your life feeling, you know, your your best. Like I really think, like we all strive here for for health, health first. Okay, the clues are there when you look at the
1: whole as a coach or any functional Yeah, you, know, you gotta look at it holistically. The clues are all there. Body yeah. gives you clues. It, it's a problem. Be it your cycles are for you lacking sleep. You know, it can be a cause but it can also be a symptom. Yeah. You know, both these things. Yeah. You gotta look at yeah, you know, when you look at everything, I mean, you mean know, yeah, it's easier then to go to someone and start ticking off you know, the things. And yeah, you know, it's good, we should do an episode on functional medicine and get
0: the people off. I, I think because so, it's it like I would love to be a functional medicine practitioner. It just really resonates with me. And I've you know, I am not against medication at all. I think, you know, it could be life saving, life changing but too many people jump to that immediately and and it's like the easy way out because you don't have to address the hard things which are lifestyle changes you know which is so hard like people get so set in their ways like Mm -hmm. you know you know if you're following quite a strict autoimmune diet that's hard like if someone is telling you look you've got to take a, a long deep look at your life your stress your job what are you going to change whereas if someone's like oh yeah just take this, you know, capsule and you'll be good. 12 weeks.
1: People well, don't that. Think, and, it, and you're right. It's, yeah, as it's well, surgery or medication should be the last port of call. You should have tried everything else first. Yeah. Because it's hard to go back from that once you've started. That has also a knock-on effect of other parts. So if you can deal with it before you ever reach it, a know, like, true, you know, adopt, like, through, you know uh, you know, pharmaceuticals or operation operations. But the fact is, it has got a place for that. You know, there is, you know, medicine. You know, you know, Western medicine's got a, a proper place, and vaccines are a place, operation. Mm-hmm. But let's see what you can do for yourself to make yourself better first, using all of yeah. yeah, I think
2: it's like we said last episode. People like to be obsessed with numbers. It's like, take these three pills for eight weeks and. You know, it'll work. rather than we'll do this for could be six months to a year where you're like, oh crap, you know, like yeah, this is work. Yeah, this, <laughs> is,
0: this is, I'm going to have to change my yeah, lifestyle. It's, like, it's so tricky because
1: me and Kat talked about um, early on with dementia because when we did our genetic testing, she's got a really high chance of getting it in know, DNA. I've got a high, but actually, it's a manageable manageable thing. With lifestyle, mm-hmm. you just got to make sure, you know, one, you most cholesterol, manage your blood glucose, but also things like making sure you're getting enough fish, other brain you know, stuff like creatine, you have know, got your oils, you're good at me. That is a day-to-day thing you've got to bear in mind. It's like me with blood glucose, I've got to bear that in mind throughout the whole day. Where it's, you know, it's sometimes easier, will say, oh, yeah, just, Every incident and land is slow acting, slow acting. But long term, that's gonna have other. Okay? So, yeah. if you can, yeah, you, know, you just change your lifestyle a little bit, you can actually, you know, fend off even pre, you know, genetic
2: issues. Yeah, yeah, and and like we say, medicine is amazing. It's we're not yeah. saying no. It's just if you were to be on 100 mg for the rest of your life and then you take it down to 10 and still be able to feel good and you know, why Why would not anyone want that? It's... certainly
0: Yeah. It's, uh, well, that, that's the thing, Like also with functional medicine, like even if you are on meds, exactly like Leon says, it's like trying to reduce what you have to take. It's not like, oh... Medicine
1: has side effects. Mm-hmm. Every medicine, if you mean relief okay. everything yeah. has side effects. Yeah. How does people we even have side effects?
0: Mm. No, it's it's, it's true, yeah. and like I've I've said, like I want to give myself, you know, three months, maybe a little bit longer. You know, I'll retest my blood work. If it looks like I need to take, you know, a thyroid medication, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. But I'll know I've done, you know, I've I've laid the groundwork, and then that might mean I don't have to take as much. And you know, for all I'm these kind so of long. condition, yeah, you can put you can put them into remission, which is you know an yeah. amazing thing. And then. You know, also falling into functional medicine, looking at blood work. You're using functional ranges, not conventional ones, which are based on sick people. So functional medicine is used to like, to, like, like preempt diseases before they come, whereas like often when you go and you get a conventional range, that's to just diagnose your disease. So again, that's why doing your blood work can be so insightful, like even if you are feeling okay. You know, you can get to potential health issues before they've become an issue, which you know I think is what's to lose. Mm-hmm. By that's that's the main
1: thing. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. So again, if you need uh, any info on like where to get blood work, um, or if you need anyone to help you read it, you can ask any of us. Um, yeah, and hope you've enjoyed uh, season eight. We've had. Oh. Uh, it's 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 kind of it feels like so long ago we started it but we are we we started with interviewing a lot of sort of uh health and fitness professionals here in Nairobi which was great um and then yeah we've talked quite a lot about blood work and maybe that's something we can go more in depth in in the next season if people find that interesting like talk about all the different you know have a thyroid episode or a testosterone episode. (laughs) Um, uh, I think it's, and and more into, yeah, functional medicine perhaps. So um, as always, we appreciate all your feedback and suggestions. And I don't know, gents, any parting
2: thoughts? I was was just calculating. I think we've done eight seasons, 12 episodes, so almost, coming up to episode 100.
0: Oh wow. Well, yeah. well, we'll have to be real real podcasters and give a do a giveaway or something. Yeah. What yeah, are we giving we'll, away?
1: We'll yeah, free advice, which yeah. we do every
0: every episode. Uh, yeah. Wow, episode 100. That's that's a good landmark. That's the only problem with doing like seasons, isn't it? You don't see like episode 100. but
2: uh, well, four episodes to a well the fourth episode in the next season, will be episode 100.
0: Wow, oh, but yeah, yeah thanks, yeah. thanks to all. I didn't add anything to to end end season
1: eight for us. No, I just suggest people, yeah, go, yeah, listen back over season, to, yeah, pick up all these little, you know, little tips and tricks, yeah, you know, especially yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from this season is.
0: Yeah, the importance
1: of blood work and knowing your body. Yeah.
0: Yeah, know what's going on. Yeah, I agree. And health,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Help, yeah, health,
0: course, yeah. health over a- aesthetic goals. Mm. Uh, health is one. Well. It 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 truly is, and sometimes, as we've been saying in this episode, it takes you injuring yourself or having some condition diagnosed to truly appreciate it. So, yeah, hope hope everyone can take that thought away with them. And on that note, we will see you all in season nine.